Hey Shepherd family, welcome to the final conclusion week of our series, The Storm Before the Calm. Today is Palm Sunday, as you heard from Pastor Jake in our intro, and we're celebrating, along with the crowds in Jerusalem, the arrival of Jesus into the Holy City, the beginning of Holy Week. And really, Holy Week, we get a picture of the greatest storm before the calm. The whole theme of this series, the picture is right here, Palm Sunday. Crowds celebrating Jesus' arrival. He's coming into the city, riding on a donkey, that familiar story. But we also know that the storm is coming to a point of conflict and conclusion because at the end of the week, Jesus will be crucified on a hill outside the city. As we reflect on what it means for this storm to be brewing in life, these crowds to be gathering around Jesus, some celebrating his arrival, some demanding his death, we reflect on what it means to know the Savior, to know what he's doing in our world. Hear this reading, the familiar story from Mark chapter 11, Jesus' arrival on Palm Sunday. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and will return it soon. The two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street, tied outside the front door. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, What are you doing untying that colt? They said what Jesus had told them to say, and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it, and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others spread leafy branches they had cut in the fields. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessings on the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Praise God in highest heaven. So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he returned to Bethany with the twelve disciples. This familiar reading from Mark paints a picture of Jesus coming into Jerusalem as the promised Messiah. And these crowds have been following him through the countryside, listening to his teachings, witnessing his miracles. And they are celebrating that he is here in his people's city, the Messiah, to bring about salvation for all of them. Now, there, of course, is a lot of different interpretations as to how the Messiah would bring about that salvation. But the point of this story is they were celebrating that they knew who the Savior was and that he was there among them. That picture of celebration, of arrival, of joy in the midst of Jesus' presence is a powerful picture for us. But Jerusalem was a big city. It still is. And it was filled with many crowds. And by the end of the week, different crowds would be stirred up and be demanding Jesus' death from the Roman governor. If that doesn't show you how stormy life can be as it pulls people this way and that, I don't know what could paint a better picture. You see, Jesus was experiencing life. One moment he was celebrated, the next moment he was a criminal, and life was pulling the crowds this way and that. As Jesus was experiencing those crowds in life, it reminds me that we also experience the crowds of life pulling us different directions. Sometimes we experience a positive place where we can celebrate the arrival of Jesus in our lives when we are surrounded by a community of people worshiping Him together, walking through life with Jesus as our King, as our Messiah. And other times in life, we're surrounded by crowds that have 
have uh, nothing to do with him. They want nothing to do with him. See, these crowds of life sometimes just totally ignore who Jesus is or refuse to pay attention to what his commands and what his teachings are. And as we walk through life, people experiencing these different situations, it can be mind-numbing, it can be confusing, it can be challenging. And we just get tired out and exhausted because the storms of life push and pull us all these different directions, wearing us out, exhausting us, making us tired and doubtful and struggling in our faith. But the thing about Jesus coming into Jerusalem to different crowds, crowds that would receive him in all these different ways, this spectrum of reception of who Jesus was, celebrating him as Messiah, sacrificing him as a criminal. Jesus looked at all those crowds. He saw the whole spectrum. He knew the whole city. He knew the whole world. And he still came into it. He still arrived into Jerusalem, riding on a donkey, yes. Celebrated by the crowds, receiving him, yes. But he knew that at the end of the week, a different crowd would be chanting his name, not in celebration, but in condemnation. And in that knowledge, he looked on the crowds in love and in understanding, knowing that God doesn't do things the way the world wants things to be done. And so through the scorn of that one crowd, at the end of that holy week, and the death of his son on the cross, God was bringing about salvation and forgiveness for the whole world. It wasn't just for the crowds in Jerusalem in the first century that Jesus came into the city and was received as the Messiah, but it was for all the crowds of life. All of us, even now, as we walk through life and we see these crowds where Jesus is received as Savior or where he's rejected as a liar or where he's ignored as something that doesn't matter, Jesus saw all those crowds too. And he still came into the world back in Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, knowing that the end of the week would result in his suffering and death. And yet three days later, of course, as we get ready to celebrate the calm of Easter, the joyful resurrection of Jesus from the dead, that resurrection brings us life and hope as well. So as we make our way through life, as we journey through life together and we experience the storms of life blowing us these different directions, wearing us out, wearing us down. We know that Jesus is the true Messiah. And when we look to Him and cling to Him, though the storms of life blow this way and that, we have a calm because He doesn't change. His mission doesn't change. His love and knowledge of us doesn't change. He is our Savior. He is our truth. And whatever happens in life, we cling to Him. We know Him as our Savior. We celebrate His arrival on Palm Sunday, and we celebrate and look to Him for guidance in our lives leading forward. This is the good news of Palm Sunday. This we can celebrate with the crowds who received Him, blessings on Him who comes in the name of the Lord. We can receive Jesus as well and celebrate His arrival and let Him lead us through the rest of life. It's a joy to be celebrating Palm Sunday with you today as we walk through Holy Week together as a shepherd family, but more importantly and more broadly as a Christian family. God's children celebrating Jesus as our Messiah and telling the world about what He has done.